this is What Fresh Insight, a show that looks at the big questions from new, unexpected angles. Who are we? What is really going on? And how do we bring good into this mundane, sublime, spiritual, and sometimes silly world of ours? I'm Sarah Bariza, a writer and musician, and the author of Professional Christian, Being Fully Yourself in the Spotlight of Public Ministry. Y'all, this week and next week on What Fresh Insight, I'm going to be talking about bodies and insight into our own bodies. And I'll be using my body because that's the one I'm most familiar with. Um, But that's that's where I'm going. And it feels feels a little strange. Like I do a lot of stuff online. And for many people, especially women, talking about bodies is kind of part of that job. Um, But I do work online as a hobby. And... For the most part, I talk about music and I talk about authenticity and some baking, some, you know, gardening. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I love to garden, Uh, but I don't really talk about my body. Uh, But this week and next week, I want to talk a little bit about my body and bodies in general uh, because I think that they are such a site of insight. And here's my way in on this. Um, Just recently, I was chatting with a friend who was talking about the dogwoods in his yard and how one is a white dogwood and one is pink. And when they bloom, the colors, the white and the pink together are just gorgeous. And unfortunately, one of those trees is not blooming, so he's only getting one of the two. And I live in a place where there are lots of dogwoods. In fact, I have some in my backyard. They're both white dogwoods. And I had never in my life noticed Well, I knew that there were pink dogwoods and white dogwoods, but I had never noticed that together the white and the pink of the different trees is really, really beautiful. And then in noticing this, I looked outside my window, the window that I sit at as I record this, and I realized at my neighbor's house, like literally across the street from me, are these pink and white dogwoods. So I have, my brain has seen pink and white dogwoods across the street from my house for the last four springtimes, and I have never registered this. I've just thought, oh, you know, there's some trees blooming. I have never thought, oh, what a particular beauty it is to see the white and the pink of the dogwoods together. And also just recently, I saw a post from Gretchen Rubin, who is one of my favorite people to follow online. And then I I think she just does amazing work in the world. And she asked a question along the lines of, she goes to the Met Museum in New York City, I think every day. And she asked a question of readers, uh, what is something that you particularly look for in paintings or in artwork when you go to an art museum? Because when we're looking for a particular kind of thing, suddenly we will be noticing it. So some people are saying, well, you know, I look for bugs or I look for fabric or I look for dogs or I look for cats or I look for birds or, um, you know, a particular kind of fruit or, you know, all kinds of different things. I look for roses. And when you're looking for that particular kind of thing, what would be um, not invisible to the eye, but um, uh, unremarkable to the eye, suddenly becomes apparent and we can see all of that. And it's like, oh, oh, there it is. And now I can notice and now I can appreciate the and marvel in. Um, and <laughs> I also think how this, this happens so often uh, with the really horrible things in life. Uh, guys, once you start seeing systemic racism, sy- systemic sexism, you can never unsee it. And it's everywhere. And no, it is not as much fun as noticing uh, puppy dogs in paintings or noticing the dogwoods outside the front of my house. 
So what does that have to do with bodies and noticing things? Uh, I'm in my mid-30s, and in the last year, I have been trying to get reacquainted with my body. I've had two children and multiple miscarriages, and I'm getting older, which I know if you're in your 60s, you're laughing at me because, you know, 30-whatever 30, 30 is because 34 is not that old. Um, but, you know, it's different from being 22, right? And I have been getting to know my actual body and not my 22-year-old body um, in a way that I had never really put together. And this isn't a post about, you know, here's, here's my particular body, but rather to say that when we start to try to notice things, when someone else points out something, suddenly we can see it. So with those artwork examples or with the dogwoods, it's someone else saying, oh, hey, go look, go look for the puppies in the paintings or go look for the bugs, go look for the beetles in the paintings. You'll see a lot. Or with the dogwoods, that's my friend saying like, oh, this is, I, I've noticed this and it's beautiful. And suddenly I can see what was always there. And in the last year or so, I have been looking outside to experts, people who have really good eyes to help me figure out my own body. And actually this started uh, not with looking, but rather with feeling when I did physical therapy after giving birth to my second son. And I had an expert helping me get reacquainted with my core muscles and actually figuring out where my core muscles actually are. Uh, they are not, in fact, your abs. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize this, but I had an expert showing me something that was real and true all along in my body, but uh, that I didn't know in my body. Last summer, I had my color analysis done. And this is like a, I don't know, I'm not an art person at all. So I'm, I'm probably going to botch this explanation. But it's, it's basically a theory of color where people, based on their uh, facial, uh, like skin tone and eye color and hair color and the contrast between these and whether they're warm or cool, are placed into about 12 different categories. And my whole life, you know, ever since I started paying attention, I realized that I looked good in some things and not so good in some things. But in the middle between very good and very bad, I, I really couldn't, uh, my eye wasn't trained to distinguish between all these different things. And I saw a friend on Facebook post about getting her colors done. And I was like, oh, this is exactly what I need. Click, buy, purchase. Uh, and I purchased this, this consult consultation. And just as with the dogwoods, just as with uh, the artwork, I suddenly have like my eyes open to notice what was there all along uh, for what it's worth, light summer right here. And that means I look good in pale colors that tend towards the cool end of things rather than the warm end of things. Uh, think of like a business blue shirt, that type of color and things, things in that color family. And... I had never been able to see that before. Or here's here's another example. Along with, you know, a change in size after having multiple children, I've been trying to figure out, like, well, what do I actually look good in now? Because it's, it's not like I can't look good in anything. I just don't know what it is. And part of that has had me looking again outside at experts who are, like, literal experts in figuring out body type and what looks good on different people. And as part of that exploration, I noticed something that I had always known, 
but never really quite put a name on. And that is that I don't really have a waist. I mean, obviously, like I have a waist, I bend at the waist, but my rib cage goes right down to my hip bone. There's like, you cannot, like, uh, there's there's no gap there. Whereas most people, I think, have at least, <laughs> most adults have a few inches between their rib cage and their hip bone, men and women. And for me, like, it's it's just not there. And it's it's like, I don't, I don't even know like how, my, my husband is a physician. He's like, look at his, how is that even possible? And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know. Don't look at me. Uh, I, don't, I don't know bodies. The point of that isn't, uh, you know, um, my waist or, or lack thereof, but rather it was something that was so, I knew about my body, but hadn't ever named about my body and had never, um, extrapolated from there like oh well what what fits a body and what suits a body that uh, that doesn't have any space between a rib cage and a hip bone now all this to say you know not you know not about my particular col- colors or particular uh, body shape but to point out how unapparent this was to me someone who had been living in my body uh, for all these years and someone who you know I, I take care of my body and I, I try to pay attention to my body and listen to my body uh, but I just, I couldn't see this. This wasn't intuitive to me at all. I had never noticed this and I probably would never have noticed anything except to say like, oh, well, that, that's not off. That doesn't look good on me, but not be able to say why, or, oh, this does look good on me, but not be able to say why, because I couldn't connect the dots. I couldn't f- see the pattern amidst all these data points of, well, this looks good or this doesn't look good. I couldn't extrapolate from there. This isn't my field. This isn't something that I'm particularly uh, have an aptitude for, or particularly skilled at. But it's my body, and, and uh, I'm in some ways I'm the expert on my body. But in many ways I'm not because, well, hey, if I don't know what my core muscles are, I can't be consciously engaging them uh, to get my body back together after having a baby, right? So, what does that mean in the bigger picture? Where is where is that insight? It is around looking outward to connect the dots. Not that we shouldn't look inward. Obviously, we should be listening to ourselves, our own bodies, our own insights. And I think that we need to be looking out of us to experts, people who are particularly trained and skilled and have the aptitude and the experience in their particular areas who can help us learn more about ourselves, who can help us connect these dots who can help us see the pattern kind of like those uh oh what are those called those those pictures called where you kind of like twist and turn them and suddenly like you know the whole image appears before your eyes and then you can't unsee it and that's how I feel about like you know getting my colors done oh oh now I can see it or those dogwoods oh now I'm seeing them everywhere y'all I'm seeing these white and pink dogwoods and if you get nothing else from this episode except uh noticing the white and the pink of dogwoods if they happen to grow where you live. If, if that's all you get from this episode, I, I mean, what a blessing. Now you get to see white and pink dogwoods together for the rest of your life. So connect the dots. And sometimes it's nice to have an expert, someone on the outside with that expertise, helping us see the pattern and connecting all those dots. Next up, our read of the week. Our read of the week is The Man Who Died Twice by Richard Osman. And I like this so much that I am now on my second read through it. I have been learning a lot about writing fiction and I'm reading all these uh, all these guides to like how to write fiction. There's so many good, so many good things on that. And I 
love The Man Who Died Twice. I think it is such a wonderfully, wonderfully told story with marvelous characters. And it's so perfectly structured. And you can tell, oh, yes, a comedian uh, is writing this because it has really funny moments. And I'm reading it to say, like, wow, can I can I learn anything from how Osmond has written this? Um, I have an episode a few episodes ago, I did one uh, on my, the two-person book club, and this was actually something that now I think, let's see, my husband has read it, my mother has read it, I think my stepdad is reading it, and it's all like, we just really like it, and so it's, it's like a fun thing to chat about in a somewhat asynchronous way, because this is like spread out over um, several months that we're reading it, now I'm, I'm rereading it, and it's, a, it's fun to have like these inside jokes uh, with people in my life around fiction. So a little bit about the book. It is a sequel to um, The Thursday Murder Club, which gives you a hint as to its genre. This is a traditional or cozy mystery. And it's about four folks who live in a retirement community and murders ensue. And at the mur murder club, they look at uh, cold cases, but then they end up with um, present day cases. And The Man Who Died Twice, you don't really have to have read the first one, uh, but they do work nicely together if you are inclined to read them both. So The Man Who Died Twice by Richard Osman. And that's it for What Fresh Insight. Thanks for listening. I'm Sarah Bariza, and you can find me online at sarah-bariza.com, B-E-R-E-Z-A. And that's where you can find my free newsletter and subscribe. See you next week.